Hello Manchester United fans, welcome to this post-match episode of the Manchester is Red podcast with me, Sam Hutchison. Today we're going to be listening to Tyrone Marshall's preview and review of the game from inside the Allianz Arena. We're going to be listening to Eric Ten Hag's full press conference following the game and the team news has just been released. Manchester United do name a change side. Onana, Dallo, Lindelof, Martinez and Reguilon make up the defence. Casemiro, Eriksen and Fernandez start in the middle of the park. And then Polistri starts on the right wing with Hoyland and Rashford making up the attack. As is tradition in the Champions League, every other member of the travelling squad has been named on the bench, including the other three goalkeepers in Bayindir, Tom Heaton and Radek Vitek. The Bayern Munich's starting eleven is Sven Ulreich, their only fit senior goalkeeper. Upamecano and Kim Min Jae, reportedly one of Eric Ten Hag's summer targets, do make up the defence. Alfonso Davies starts at left-back and it looks to me like it'll be Conrad Leimer at right-back. A midfield of Kimmich, Goretzka and Jamal Musiala. And then an attack of Nabry, Kane and Sane make up Bayern Munich's team. But without further ado, Manchester United fans, we're going to listen to Tyrone Marshall's preview, as I said earlier, from inside the Allianz Arena. Good evening from the Allianz Arena, ahead of Manchester United's opening Champions League fixture against Bayern Munich tonight. A heavyweight European clash in Europe's A-list competition, uh, but what I think it's fair to say United fans are feeling a little nervous about. I think the feeling in the... Uh, in Munich's famous beer halls today and those enjoying the entertainment on offer Oktoberfest is that just getting out of here without getting thrashed would, would probably represent an achievement for Eric Ten Hag's side tonight. We've, we've not got the team news as I'm recording this, but United brought a 21-man squad here and can name 21 players with 12 on the bench, so we can have a pretty good guess. Uh, I think it's probably only one place really up for grabs, depending on what system Ten Hag plays. Uh, they're going to have three goalkeepers on the bench. In total, there'll be four players in that squad on the bench who have never played for the club before. Johnny Evans is the only defensive cover in the squad to cover the fullback positions and at centre-back. The, the injuries are piling up and it is a real issue for, for United. And Ten Hag admitted yesterday that there was concern of that injury situation. And given the way they've been playing as well, given how good Bayern here, are here, how many chances they create and goals they score, there is a feeling it, it could be a really, really difficult night for United. I think if they get any kind of result tonight, if they get a draw, it would be a remarkable effort, uh, given everything that is going against United at the moment and that, that general feeling around the club and amongst the fan base that, that this is not a good time for United. Um, it is a fantastic setting, though. You can probably see it's just filling up behind me. Walking to this place on, on the entrance, it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's almost like a spaceship with its exterior. Uh, the sun's setting. It's been a lovely day, a lovely September day, 23 degrees. Uh, clear blue sky still and with the sun setting on the opposite side of the city it's almost bouncing off the white exterior of this place it, it does truly look stunning as you walk up towards it there was a, a Mancunian accent that walked towards the stadium and remarked that this place is a hole I'm sure you can guess what that first word is uh, I think that's a bit of the, uh, the sense of humour there that there's not a lot around this place as I say but the stadium is stunning it puts Old Trafford to shame I've come from the UEFA Youth League game today that was a Bayern, the Bayern's training ground, they have a modern training ground entirely for their academy, an academy stadium with Bayern branding. Again, it puts United to shame. Lee Sports Village is, is a shared stadium and just nothing like that. And, you know, this is a modern super club and, and that's what United need to aspire to be. Since they were getting there on the pitch last year under Ten Hag, they need to improve Old Trafford, they need to improve Carrington. You look at a club like this that's making the most of every advantage it's got in Germany and United should be doing the same in England. They are not at the moment. On the pitch, I think this is going to be a really tough night for United, but we'll keep you covered with events from Munich. 
we'll have plenty of pre-match uh, action and reaction for you. And we'll be back with a video review later on, as well as plenty more content on the MEN website throughout the evening. Good evening from the Allianz Arena, where Manchester United have opened their Champions League campaign with a 4-3 defeat to Bayern Munich. A thrilling scoreline, occasionally a thrilling game, but a scoreline that flattered United. Another difficult night in a season full of them already. We're only six games into the season and United have managed to lose four of them. And things, you know, there, there are worrying signs around this team at the moment. They could look at that late rally today and, and hope it's going to be a turning point. It needs to be a turning point. Two late goals from Casemiro, but the, the same things are happening in, in each defeat for this team. And it's, um, it's got to be infuriating. Eric Tenag's just had his press conference and has said the players have got to look in the mirror. Um, I believe they were given a, a serious dressing down at half-time and, and sent back out early. Uh, they were 2 down at that point. The, it was typical of, of United's defeats this season that for 25 minutes they were the equals at least of Bayern Munich. I think they were probably the better team. Could have been ahead. Palestri had a fantastic chance. Alfonso Davis just got a toe onto the ball and avoided giving away a penalty. Eriksen should have scored the follow-up. United had three corners in the open in nine minutes. It was a start that was far beyond anything we expected given the squad they brought to Munich the injury problems and the absences in, in Ten Hag's group. Um, and, and like I said, they, just, they kept buying quiet. Kane wasn't in the game. The wingers were quiet. They were defending well. And for 25 minutes, it was a comfortable night when we thought it was going to be anything but. And, and then something goes wrong for United. Mistakes happen. Anana lets one under his, under his body. He's, you know, he fronted up to the TV cameras after the end of the game and, and said it was his fault. The, the goal was clearly his fault. Um, these things happen to, to goalkeepers. Um, you know, it, it was it was his fault. Uh, Sane's shot was straight down the middle. Really, he's got to save it. He gets his his body position a little wrong. Almost dives over the ball in the end. But at that point, United have just got to regroup. They've got to accept they were they've been in the game. They're well in the game. They're one nil down. But just stay in the game for ten minutes. Typical of what happens this season. An error an error happens. Something goes wrong, and they're, they're just mentally weak when that happens. Is another word for it. Um, and they conceded a second five minutes later. Serge Nabry totally unmarked, eight yards out, doubles Bayern's lead. And from that point on, it's, it's a difficult night for United. They, they do deserve some credit for limiting the damage, for making it 4-3 in the end. Um, but like I say, it, it was a scoreline that, that flattered them. It's 2-0 at the break. Ten Hag was, was furious inside the dressing room. The players were back out four or five minutes before the start of the second half. Fernandez got the team into a huddle on the pitch. Um, and it, it had some uplift. Hoyland scored four minutes after the restart. Not the cleanest strike ever, but the way he celebrated, celebrated with relish in front of the Bayern fans behind, behind that goal. And it dragged United back into the game. Bayern made it three, a Harry Kane penalty. I didn't think it was ever a penalty, really. An Eriksen handball, he was so close to Diogo Meccano when he headed it back across goal. And just one of those, that it just cannot be a penalty. But it went to, went to VAR, the referee was sent to the monitor. At that point, you always know what's going to happen. Kane scored the penalty. And then at, at that point, it was arguably United's worst spell of the night, I thought. Bayern, Bayern had so many good chances to make it four. They were almost trying to walk it in. I think they hit the post three times in the end. Chances came and went. Anana did redeem himself. He made some really good saves in that period. And it looked like Bayern were playing in third gear. They'd, they'd score a fourth if they wanted. But it, they were, like I say, they were trying to score the perfect goal, trying to walk it in. They almost got punished. Casemiro scored after 88 minutes. Kind of breathed life into the game. Gave United a chance of, of totally getting out of jail. It was telling then, excuse me, it was telling then that Bayern went straight up the other end and scored through Matthias Tell to make it 4-2. Casemiro got another back with pretty much the last kick of the game to make it 4-3 and the scoreline had a bit of gloss for United, a bit of, you know, a little bit of positivity there. This was a night we all thought they could get drubbed. 
um, given given the weakness of that bench, given the injuries, given the absences. Uh, they didn't get dropped. They did concede four, but they scored three. And they've, they've got to use what happened at the end, use that spirit as hope it's the turning point in, in this season. It's very early to need a turning point, but four defeats in six is a shocking start. They've got Burnley away on Saturday, and that is a huge, huge game. Uh, they are staying in Munich tonight and, and training here tomorrow before flying back to Manchester. Uh, you'd hope maybe that would give them a bit of a lift tomorrow, that those late goals, staying in the game, making it a contest. Like I say, I think the scoreline flattered them. Um, there will be a view that they showed some spirit in the second half. They did. They needed to show spirit at 1-0, though. Um, the, the way that they start games well and then collapse is, is really worrying. It was very similar to the Tottenham and Brighton defeats. In both of those games, United have been the better team at the start of the game. They've looked the better side. They've played some really good, tidy football. They've looked a structured team. And then something's gone wrong and they cannot recover. And, and that, is a, that is a mentality issue. It was present last season when they'd lose, you know, they'd, they'd lose games badly. There's a way to lose games. United were losing games badly last year. Think of Anfield, the Etihad, uh, Sevilla, Brentford, even Newcastle. Now they're, they're having a, a similar sort of issue. It's even more infuriating in a way because they, they look a better team at nil-nil. Then as soon as something goes wrong, their heads just drop and they drop out of the game. And that second goal today cost them. It was that spell where there's just no response. And even after the second goal, they, they initially started walking back to their positions as a group of individuals, really. Fernandez eventually tried to rally them. Martinez screamed at a few players, but it almost felt like a bit of a token effort. And things have, things have got to change now. Like I said, they've got to use that, that late comeback as a turning point, try and kick on and, and go again on Saturday. They, they cannot afford to get beat on Saturday. Otherwise, we are, we are probably in crisis territory if they get beat on Saturday. Um, this, was, this wasn't as disastrous a night as it could have been, but they are conceding too many goals. That's 14 in five games now. Uh, Bayern could easily have scored seven tonight. Uh, let's be honest, they scored four. They could have scored a lot more than that. But, you know, United, United did show a bit of fight at the end. They did come away with some semblance of pride and they have to build on it going to turf more. Uh, that's all from Munich now. Uh, Bayern Munich four, United three. A, a disappointing, if not unexpected, start to the Champions League group campaign for United. So, Manchester United fans, that was Tyro Marshall's preview and review live from inside the Allianz Arena. Now we are going to listen to Eric Ten Hag's full post-match press conference following that game. And then I'm going to come back and join you and discuss three things that I noticed that I just really stood out to me in that game that I think we need to expand on. But, and United fans, here is Eric Ten Hag. Okay, who, who wants to go first? Uh, Samuel. Uh, just wait for the microphone, please. Hi, Eric. Um, after three defeats on the spin, what's the mood like in the dressing room after that defeat? It was quite narrow. <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> and when you score three goals in Munich, at least you have to take a point. And, but we didn't. And therefore, we have to look in the mirror. But uh, yeah, the goals were easy giveaways. Rob? Yeah. Okay. Eric, why are the goals so easy giveaways at this moment in time? And how do you explain the Andre Onana mistake at a good time in the game for you? 
yeah, we were first 25 minutes. I think we were better in the game as Munich. And then, yeah, that goal that was such easy, but it was not only Andre. If you see how easy Sané is coming through, and that has to do with, with determination. And you don't let play so easy through. And that's the point we have to, uh, to cross the line uh, as individual and as a team uh, to win games uh, because it started there. Uh, BBC. Eric, does, does that evening of football, does that performance kind of sum up where the team is at the moment? What you have seen on, on a very high level um, it was against Arsenal, uh, Bayern Munich, I think, uh, Brighton, all top top level teams, and we going head to head, but they win, and yeah, then the way they win, uh, we have to make our own look, and that has to do you know, with with absolutely with determination, and then you make your own look, and otherwise, hey. Uh, you don't get it because no one will bring you anything in football. Laurie. How is Andre? It seemed that he took the mistake very hard on the pitch. Yes, and that's good. But um, as I just before tried, it was not only Andre, and of course he knows he has to stop that ball. But the way uh, that Sané came through, um, that can't be. And, and I think the second goal, that is, I think, almost similar uh, over the other side. Uh, how easy plays coming through and enter our box and then can finish, can't be. That's what I mean. You have to suffer sacrifices, such situations, to give everything to to stop that. And and only when we get that in, we go we go to win games. Andre has admitted that the start to his career with Manchester United has not been as good as he expected or as he hoped. When you've got a player like that who's obviously not performing at the level you know he can, and his confidence is low. How, how do you deal with that? Do you take him out of the firing line or do you talk to him? How do you as a manager get him back to the level that you know he can get to? I think he shows uh, that he takes the responsibility and that shows personality. And the personality he needs uh, to get in higher levels. But uh, that's not only about him, but I think um, it's about the team performance. Uh, so. Uh, we have to to support him uh, on the pitch. I mean, uh, it's not only be nice. No, we have to help him. And but that is not only counting for Andre. I think it uh, counts for all the players on the pitch that they have to understand they are there with two, with eleven uh, and they are on, on the same in the same boat and they have to be on the same page to get the results. You've known Andre for a long time. You've worked with him before. How do you think he will react to this um, to this march to that era? Uh, but in football, there will be always be mistakes. And there was one mistake, 
Huh? So we also don't make it bigger huh, than it is. And uh, as I said already, it was not only Andre in that goal. Huh? There were more. And, um, and, and after that, uh, he made um, in the second half great saves for us. Um, so he shows his capabilities and he will bounce back. Uh, he will, uh, and he is an important player. Okay, last question, Rob. Much of last season, you, you seemed to defend quite well. It was a problem with scoring goals. This season, obviously, you don't seem to be defending as well. Is, is that an issue because of the injuries or is it a, a mentality issue, do you think? Both. Uh, and we only get out this uh, if, if uh, both uh, we get in. So Manchester United fans, welcome back. And it's a disappointing result, but I do think the scoreline really flatters United. It was not a good performance from Manchester United. It was weak. There was too many mistakes. And I said before the game that the that this game was going to be won in midfield. And I thought Man United really were weak in midfield. That is an issue that will probably be alleviated with the return of Mason Mount and Sofian Amrabat from their respective injuries. But they just, there was a problem that like Bayern Munich's midfield this season hasn't been class it's in itself. And Man United was still getting run rings round by, especially Jamal Musiala, who was probably my man of the match from tonight. I do think he was really fantastic in that central, sort of that number 10 role. He really caused issues all over the pitch for Manchester United. But I do think Casemiro, even though he scored two goals, it was not a really great performance. It's... Been a poor start to the season for Casemiro, and I do think he really needs to pick it up. Last season, he was brilliant. This season, he really hasn't shown that same sort of form that we saw, and he really needs to pick it up, otherwise, he is going to lose his place to Sofian Amrabat. I mean, there was there is also a lack, a massive lack of depth in this Manchester United squad, especially coming off the bench. You look had a look at Eric Ten Hag's bench today and it's just it's really poor what he's got to bring on like there's players like Tyrone said there's players in that on that bench that have never played for Manchester United's senior team before you know we haven't seen Altair Bayendia ever play we haven't seen Radek Vitek play for the senior side we haven't seen Dan Gore or Amari Forson in a senior side yet Eric Ten Hag really needs options off the bench if his starting eleven isn't going to be as strong as he wants it to be. Something that really could cause issues is an additional substitute who could come on and make issues. And I do think he probably... His substitutions did really make Manchester United much better going into that you know later stage of the game. Anthony Martial, I'm full of criticism for Anthony Martial a lot of the time, but I do think he brought came on and brought a bit of energy. Garnacho always brings energy and his best appearances seem to come off the bench. Eric Ten Hag really needs to sort that because if we can get the Alejandro Garnacho that comes off the bench from minute one, it will really benefit all parties involved. And Scott McTominay, I think, is a bit of an all-action, get out there, run around a bit, 
get involved, getting stuck into play across the pitch late on. And I do think, realistically, from the options that Eric Ten Hag had on his bench, they were probably the three most obvious substitutes. I would have liked to have seen Hannibal as well after his cameo appearance at the weekend, but we didn't see Hannibal and that isn't really a shame. You know, I don't think he would have changed the game completely. I don't think he would have been the one to rescue Manchester United a draw. But, But Manchester United fans now onto a positive that I did notice. I thought Rasmus Hoyland was actually really, really good today. I think he's shown everything that we all thought he would show before the season started. You know, as soon as he signed for Manchester United, there was a lot of criticism about, oh, he's not going to compare. But I do think he's been brought in to play this sort of all-action striker. And that is what he's been brought... That's what he, how he played today. I think his link-up play was really outstanding for a man so young to sort of slot into this side and know where his wingers are. Like, I think Palistri was energetic and active on the right. I do think he's missing a bit of maybe end product, maybe a bit of positional awareness is missing from Palistri's game, but that comes with time and experience. But I do think Hoyland's link-up play was really outstanding today. He got Rashford involved. He got Bruno Fernandes involved. And against... One of it's it's an easy comparison to compare him to Harry Kane on the other side, but Harry Kane is one of the best um, link-up strikers in the world. Like he's always knows where his teammates are, and Harry Kane's link-up today was an example of pretty perfect link-up between a striker and a midfield. I think Hoyland was showing shades of that at the very least, if not that exact sort of thing where he was bringing his midfielders in, he was bringing his wingers in, he was bringing even the fullbacks. I thought Regilon also stood out today as a decent performer. The issue for Manchester United now is having enough options for Hoyland that aren't going to drop their heads. I think immediately after the first goal and then especially after the second goal, heads dropped in the Man United side. Everybody sort of was wandering around looking like the didn't really know how to get back into the game. And that is a shame because in that first sort of 25 minutes, I thought Manchester United were really, really positive. But Hoyland's link-up play, I was really impressed by. And obviously he did get his first goal for Manchester United, which is always the hardest goal to get. But Man United fans, let me know what you think of that performance at Sam Hutch MEN on Twitter or X now as it's called. We will be returning with the Manchester is Red podcast on Friday and check out, in the meantime, check out the Manchester Evening News for all the best Man United coverage. We've got you covered on all social medias, especially TikToks, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, wherever you'd most like to consume your content. Get at us on there. Drop us a review on this podcast, only if it's five stars though, please. And I will speak to you next time. Next time.